Welcome to Generation Slay, where we know that Gen Zers are shifting important narratives, changing the world, creating incredible content, and making a name for themselves in a big way. Each episode, we interview the Gen Z entrepreneurs, creatives, and innovators who are slaying it in their fields. I'm Gianluca Russo, a 21-year-old freelance writer based out of New York. My work primarily focuses on fashion, entertainment, and plus-size representation, and has been published in GQ, Glamour, Teen Vogue, Nylon, Vice, The Huffington Post, and more. When I'm not writing, I'm usually ranting about my dog or Ariana Grande. You can find me on social media at G underscore Russo one. And I'm Emma Havakorst, a 21-year-old Fordham University marketing major, writer, and consultant to both businesses and rising Gen Zers. I'm a chai latte and donut addict, and I spend most of my waking hours on Instagram, where you can find me at Emma Havy. On this week's episode, we're so excited to have Joy Ofodu on to discuss marketing, how Gen Z is utilizing social media, and how she's helping to create communities that uplift marginalized voices. Joy is an avid marketer with a passion for engaging digital communities, who has spoken through brands such as Facebook, Star Wars, ThreadUp, and the NAACP Image Awards. She currently supports Instagram's San Francisco-based marketing team in its global efforts to uplift teen voices. She graduated from USC in May 2018 with a BA in communication and minors in marketing and Spanish, receiving many awards, including the USC Annenberg Fight On Award and the Dr. Corliss P. Bennett Legacy Award. Joy is also a published portrait photographer whose work has appeared on Afropunk, Refinery29, Yahoo Entertainment, and more. Hi, Joy. We're so happy to have you on the show today. Hey, it's great to be on. I love how that sounds. I sound so legit. I know that's always the most fun thing is reading someone's bio at the beginning because it's like wow people are so accomplished. Yeah, I'm like whoa I've kind of done a lot in my 22 years I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely so to start off let's kind of talk about the work that you've done to elevate the voices of young black women so how has social media assist- assisted you in this and then kind of what different projects and efforts have you made uh, in this regard? Yeah, absolutely. The social scene is crazy. I think a good place to start is when did I hop online? And my earlier experiences, like being on the internet, whether it was like as a part of like MMORPGs or message boards, like I honestly played everything from like RuneScape to Neopets to Millsbury to Build-A-Bearville, like whatever, whether I was walking around as like a person or an avatar, that was kind of like my first exploration into like what it meant to be a part of an internet community and oddly enough when I started getting online like I couldn't have been older than five I had this crazy reading level but like (laughs) really immature um I just wasn't super connected with my identity so it was actually a lot of me dressing up as like other avatars or you know trying to pay attention to like the pop culture phenomenons that like made the most sense for like you know, like the white girls in my class, like it was really me trying to fit in where I didn't. And my real world and my like internet world of like, who I was versus like what I was engaging with, it really didn't match until I would say about 
junior to senior year of high school. And that's when I was able to finally start creating like online presences for different like groups and organizations that I was a part of, whether it was like drama or black student union. Then when I went to USC, again, like furthering like these positive portrayals by like capturing photos and portraits of everyone in the black community at USC and actors in LA and models and dancers. And that took me to red carpets. Like finally I was celebrating who I was by celebrating like the beauty of like the other black women around me. And so it's, it's exciting to be at that point and to like look at my portfolio or my past work or just my library and be like, oh, great. You know, like I'm finally doing it. Like I'm finally celebrating black beauty and, and putting more of that out online. But it definitely didn't start that way. So clearly social media has been sort of a medium along with like your creative work for you sort of finding and working through your identity. So I'd love to hear more from you about sort of how you think Gen Zers can use social media to, again, like learn about their identity, but also amplify diversity and shine a light on more marginalized voices or voices that deserve to be heard and may not be. Absolutely. I think it starts with following people that look like you, like straight up what, what it is, what is it about you that maybe you want to know more about or you're excited about or proud of and then finding other people who are already celebrating that talking about it tearing it apart like as a communication scholar I'm really really big on questioning and critiquing um, everything that like we are and how we represent ourselves and I think that when you go online and you jump into these groups like no matter which social media platform it is if you are surrounded by like voices like it will act as a mirror for you Um, and you will also be inspired. So I think whether it's like the texture of your hair or like the color of your skin or like, you know, the way your body sits in a chair, like there's everything from memes to videos to podcasts to tutorials about how you can sort of like pick this apart and then begin to really celebrate it. So that would be my first recommendation is like find find that community because I promise you it exists um, on like whatever platform is like comfortable and healthy for you and make sure you're doing it in a positive way. Cause I think another side effect of seeing a lot of people that look like you is feeling like you're not special. Mm-hmm. So as long, as long as you start to build like really close personal relationships and like you can do this, by just actually engaging with the content, like not being passive, you know, throwing comments or DMS or likes or answering different people's questions or polls, like, just really like dig your heels in and like engage with this community. I think whatever that looks like for you will start to make your experiences online, like a lot more healthy um, and get you to like really celebrate. And for marginalized communities, like that's been it, you know, like the public forum having social media is the way that we're able, we've been able historically to talk about like injustice and to spread the word and shine a light on things people don't see. At the same time, it doesn't all have to be talking about, injustice oppression misogynoir like we can really get up there and just celebrate the things that that we love and like and are proud of um and I think that that's what makes being online really worth it yeah absolutely and sort of a follow-up with that because you know obviously social media and that kind of networking with people who have similar identities to you is so important and social media has made that connection so much easier and sort of facilitates that but in like the modern era when 
you know, people have larger platforms or are more privileged, whether that may be economically or racially or socially, whatever have you, how can those people use their platforms and their privilege to amplify minority voices on these platforms? I think it starts with transparency. Like straight up just being very, very real about like who you are, what you come from. Because honestly, if you don't put it out there, people will likely figure it out anyway. So like what you just said, Emma, reminds me of kind of how activists appear on the platform. It's like, just be real about how long you've been sort of like fighting for this cause, what you're actively doing to either fight or resist or engage or speak up or represent. Um be honest about your own identity and capacity and what space that puts you in. Like no one is really enabled or encouraged to speak on behalf of their entire gender or their entire race or their entire, you know, sexual orientation, right? Like you really have to get up there and just be honest with yourself and with your followers. I think as a person with any kind of privilege about how long you've been in the gym, what you've been doing in the gym, what you plan to do. Um, And I think another big thing, about transparency like in this climate is like which brands and organizations are working with you or paying you or endorsing you in any kind of way so if it's not from your own privilege if it's not that you know you're rich and wealthy like Mm -hmm. you're you know maybe your mom has been in activism but like your dad's funding your whole campaign like if it's not a privilege that comes from you though that should be disclosed it might come from brands or orgs like you know, is this airline flying you out so that you can visit different areas? Um, I think that that really helps people who are following feel like they are closer um, to you and then also that they can do it too. Like, because if I see someone that's up there and, and they've got like a lot of mobility, a lot of access, like we're on the internet so often that we don't always question like where these things come from. You know, and we see so many different profiles and get so much information like blasted into our heads every single day. We're not always questioning where it comes from. We're not always being media literate, right? So, one thing that you can do as a person with with privilege or a person that doesn't have privilege is like really break down what you're doing in that space. Um, and you don't have to be an activist. This like applies to influencers too. It applies to artists. It applies to everyday people. Just let people know what you showed up to the game with. Um, and really what you plan to do. And I think that that helps create more like transparency and then in turn accessibility. Like if I'm giving a tour, you know, on USC's campus, for example, like there wasn't one of the like many thousands of students that I met over four years that I didn't let know, hey, I'm here because I had a full tuition scholarship, you know, like that is, no, it's not privilege, like I earned it, but it's, it's definitely access, right? And it's, it's the benefit and privilege of like not having to worry about my finances that puts me in this position to like beg you to come to the school. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think, I think it's just about like being honest about the support that you have. Right. Absolutely. Definitely. And I think, I mean, touching on honesty, I think that's such uh, a huge quality that the most successful people on social media have um, because being on being honest with your followers allows you to, to as you said you know connect with them engage with them and really build that kind of trust and I think that's what we look for um, for people on social media is people we can see ourselves in um, so I think having that quality of honesty is really sets people apart from all the other people who are just 
on social media for reasons that might not be the best. But kind of going off of that, you brought up the point that, you know, social media can be used for a lot of great things. You can highlight a lot of marginalized voices. You can use it for social justice. You can use it for, you know, so many good movements. But at the same time, you don't have to necessarily do that. There are a lot of other ways, just, you know, fun, entertaining ways to use social media. Um, And people do it a lot, obviously. But a lot of older people now will say, um, why are you on your phone so much? Like, get off your phone, uh, stuff like that. Um, Which obviously, you know, people of an older generation aren't going to fully understand why we're on our phone all the time. But why do you think kind of what would your response to be the people who think that Gen Z are on their phone too much, whether it be for something, um, why, whether they're trying to make an impact or just for, you know, connecting with their friends? Why? What would you say to those people? Yeah, I think there was, and this is literally the worst thing that anyone with like a research background could say, but like, I think I saw a study today, <laughs> like not citing the study, that said that most of Gen Z's hobbies actually don't involve the internet. You know, like the majority of things that we do and time that we spend actually happens offline right so it's it's the things that we do in the real world so it's it's not like we've created some crazy robot generation that is literally just like face to phone all day (laughs) they're still they and we because I'm like kind of straddling two generations are still doing things outside of our phones but I think you bring up a really good point which is that things are so accessible now that we we could live on our phones, right? We could spend an entire day here and be entertained or reach the people that we love. So my response to that is that I think everything is good in measure and that all of us, like no matter how frequently or infrequently we use our phones should consistently be taking a critical look at the amount of time that we're spending online and how we're spending it. Because I think a lot of great things can happen on your phone, (laughs) you know? Like you you can you can hear back from like that crush that you've been thinking <laughs> about for a while that like you know you may not have had the opportunity to see otherwise but like oh he hits you on the ground suddenly it's on you know what I mean? <laughs> like and that's a great moment and that that creates endorphins like that's a real that's a real interaction right just because it's digital doesn't negate like how special that might be or someone might hit you up and ask you to speak on a podcast <laughs> and I might get messages from like tens or hundreds of people after this like. Joy, what you said was so inspiring. Like, and that changes someone's thinking and the way that they go out in the world because of something they heard me say. Like, that's nuts. So I think that we should definitely step back and like acknowledge the power and just sheer awesomeness of the internet. Like, I'm a huge geek, so I'm always going to advocate for it. But that we should definitely look at the time we spend. I would say if you ever find yourself spending so much time on social media that you become dissatisfied or even like dis associated with like what's in front of you and your reality and your day-to-day and your plans that's a huge flag if you find that you are like much 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 better able to communicate with someone on the phone than face-to-face I would say that's another flag because it should be the other way around like that's just how humans were built more calm nerd facts um and then finally if you are like physically feeling the results of it like (laughs) this is one thing I think Gen Z like doesn't check a lot they're just like isn't the education but like if you have stress injuries for example and those happen like in your hand your thumb your pinky something goes to sleep your eyes get weary like seriously take a break get outside you know look at something different study a clock whatever it might be but those are things that I just think like there's no education around that right now and would be really good for all of us to keep in mind 
Right, definitely. And then let's kind of expand on that a little. So um, obviously, you know, you talked on physical health, but obviously mental health uh, is a big um, aspect that comes with social media that a lot of people have been talking about recently. Um, So what tips can you kind of share maybe from your personal experience or from what you've heard from other people um, for young people who are using social media platforms uh, while making sure to kind of take care of themselves and really stay safe? Absolutely. I actually wrote a blog post on this a couple of months ago. Um, If you even search like unplug on my blog, you can find it. But one of my primary tips is to like think about, as I just mentioned, like how much like pleasure and entertainment or productivity you're actually getting from these sort of services or platforms or just being online in general. And if you check that and you find that it's lacking, like really get to the source and get to it quick. Because if you don't find it, it'll start leaking. (laughs) It'll start leaking over everything you do. And I think one example is if you find yourself, you know, scrolling through photos and you see, you know, you, you, you see or hear like this like internal dialogue of, oh, why does she get to do that? Or why did he get to go there? And, oh, I'm prettier than her. Uh, but that's not even real. I hmm, wonder where she bought that from. Oh, she's talking to him. Like, you know, you find yourself being jealous or nosy or judgmental. Like check that behavior in yourself and like really step away. Sometimes the best way that you can support somebody is like by being far away from them, <laughs> you know? Yeah, so absolutely. sometimes it's about like checking your own behavior. Sometimes it's stepping away from a certain social media presence or influencer or account, anything that makes you feel bad about yourself or changes your behavior in a way that you start acting negatively, even like subconsciously towards others. I think that can be really dangerous and it's, it's a good place to stop. Like you should follow accounts, um, and, and blogs and posts and podcasts that really make you feel good about yourself and want to give back to the world in a positive way. So if you're online and you're doing something that's, that's not, that's not one of the, one of the two things I just mentioned, it's, it's probably a good time to check in. So actually I remember seeing something and this is going to be like a little creepy, but I remember you posting something on your story like a week or two, I think ago where you were basically saying like if you're scrolling through your feed and at any point it's not something you want to engage with whether that's a comment or a like or saving it or whatever that's probably something you want to get out of your feed yeah like i think regardless of where you are online if you like any sort of system right that encourages like follows that means that you have control. (laughs) People, people often forget, like you have control over your online experience, like settings, hopefully are set up in a way to give you control over this experience. So yes, like you should be actively engaged, you know, don't be afraid that you're going to be like creepy or a stalker. Like that's what you're following them for. Like, go ahead and engage. And I find that if you, if you can't do that, like why, you know, and it could be because the particular piece of content you're looking at at that moment isn't that interesting to you, and that's fine. But if you're finding a pattern where, like, consistently someone's photos are showing up or somebody's ideas or, like, you know, what they ate for breakfast and you're just, like, you find yourself going, ugh. You know, like, we all kind of have those moments online. Why are you still following? Like, you have control. Yeah, and actually, I mean, this is just, like a vouch, I guess, for that idea. But after I saw that, I had also been binging like the Tidying Up with Marie Kondo series. And I was like, I'm going to con Marie my Instagram following. Like, <laughs> I do. 
So like a combination of you and that, and I basically purged like 500 accounts that I was following. That's crazy. Doing nothing for me. And a lot of them were people I felt like I needed to be following because of like some social exchange. It's like, I'm still in college. So I feel like I have to, to some extent, but at the same time, I don't, I have power over that. And if it bothers someone to the extent that they're willing to ask me why I unfollowed them, like I'm so comfortable with myself to be like, listen, still like you as a person, just didn't want to keep seeing the content you were making. It's really not personal. And I think that that idea in Gen Z is so, it doesn't reach enough people yet because social media still is sort of seen as this like, exchange and like this social hierarchy where like if you're friends with something one like they follow you and you follow them back and it has to be this equivalent thing and more followers means more friends and yada 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 so the fact that you're sharing these ideas of like taking care of yourself prioritizing content that like makes you feel good and getting rid of the content that makes you feel not good about yourself is somehow so unique and something that everyone needs to be applying. And that's just like my personal experience of like vouching for like everyone. Well, thanks for sharing that. That's, that's <laughs> so cool. I think at the same time, like you brought up something that's that's important to think about is, you know, the content that doesn't make you feel good. I think content that makes you take a closer look at yourself and your behavior sometimes doesn't feel good, but is so vital. You know, things that like check your biases or check your assumptions or check your privilege oh. or the oh, way you walk privilege. in the world. Yeah, it's like I've, I've definitely read a couple of those where I'm like, oh, my goodness, like I didn't even realize I did this, you know, um, just oh, by yeah. just by following someone or reading an opinion that like normally I wouldn't engage with. So I would encourage people to like sometimes take take like a step into the deep end of like where you don't think you'd go like research an argument that you really don't agree with and just like get down into the weeds and comments of it <laughs> like sometimes that can be really growing and really healthy too because we create these circles of just like yes men and women oh. and we create these circles of like validation for us um echo chambers people call them um so I think like and and it's it's crazy because like an echo chamber is both comforting and it can be like really healing like, hey, you're on the right path. Hey, you did the right thing. But I think some of the best friends or voices that, that I have online are are ones that say, like, you know, but why? You know, like, critique me, like, push back. I think that's awesome. Definitely. And I think that really goes back to the point you brought up at the very beginning about kind of having, um, you know, following diverse voices online, because there are so many. And that's something, you know, me working in media, something I've tried to do, obviously, in the magazine industry, there are so many different voices. Um, So I think just diversifying your following on a platform really helped you to see that. And especially when I've noticed, like, maybe like a big event occurs, or um, there's kind of this big news moment, you'll get so many different reactions to it. And you can see it from so many different angles, which really helps you kind of form your own opinion as well, which is something I've really um, appreciated. Um, so yeah, to kind of then wrap this all up together, what advice or kind of insights would you share with Gen Zers who are looking to get into marketing or, or tech? Uh, that's tough. One, 
I think now being like out of postgrad is that you really can't compare your journey with anyone else's and you shouldn't try. <laughs> um, this ability for us to like see so deeply into people's lives is exciting and really cool. Again, I always geek out about it, but it also means that we do a lot of social comparison and, and not all of it is good. And that happens in the career a lot. Like folks will ask me, so what internship did you have summer to summer? I could give you that entire list. In fact, you can already find it, but that doesn't mean that my journey is replicable or that you should try. Like, I think just remember that you're in your own lane and that like, and this is like my own spiritual belief, like whatever is for you is for you. It's already carved out for you. It will be, you just have to go after it. So I think not trying to to copy anyone else's journey or success or assume assume anything based on like what you see online. I think that's really important. Two would be, especially if you're in this like marketing digital media space, it's like get on LinkedIn because <laughs> I think it's a really cool platform for connecting with like professionals and picking folks' brains and then also like publishing and sharing your own content. I think Gen Z is not doing enough of that on that platform specifically. So it's it's really awesome and fun. And then finally, probably setting up your own sort of portfolio or presence and paying very close attention to how you appear in search, because that is that is the jump point for someone to find out about you. It takes like less than 10 seconds, right, to, to scour some search results and form an opinion. So definitely take a look at your own internet presence and, and not just clean it up, but like gloss it up. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so thank you, Joy, for taking the time today and sharing your experience and your insights and your really good ideas about the Internet and diversity and identity and everything with us. You got it. It was so fun to be on. Thank you for having me. Of course. So can you please tell the people where they can find you and reach you on the Internet so that they can get in touch if they so desire? Yes, find me online, stalk me. Um, my All of my handles are Joy Ofodu. That's J-O-Y-O-F-O-D-U. And my website is joyofodu.com. Beautiful. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Yep, have a great day. You too. You Bye. too. Thanks for listening to Generation Slay. We have new episodes launching every Tuesday. If you liked what you heard today or felt like you got some great insight from our guest, please leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice so that more people will see the podcast and hear what our incredible guests have to say. In the meantime, if you have an idea of someone we should have on the show or just want to talk to us, you can find the podcast at Generation Slay on Twitter and Instagram and at www.generationslay.com. Keep slaying and we'll see you next week.